Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975-1280 the zone. Jake coming at you live from our carrier zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, producing today as usual and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Jake, hello to you. What's up, buddy? Hope you're having a good day. I'm hanging in there. How you doing? Good. Uh, doing doing well, thanks. Appreciate yeah? it. Keeping your head yeah. up? Trying to, yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> What's new with you? One new thing. Oh, that, there's no new things. Nothing ever changes for me. It's just the <laughs> same no, stuff. There's, there's nothing. You know, it's like you see people all the time, right, on a regular basis. You say, hi, how you doing? And, 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 fine. Has anything changed? Sometimes it's a good thing if nothing's changing, but I don't know. I just wondered if there had been any new developments between uh, now and when I talked with you last. Uh, no, not really. Got the you know jazz game. Pretty exciting. We'll talk about it. Did a little pre-half and post. Thought it went pretty well. Okay. Got up this morning. You know, did some some dadding and you know uh, got ready for the As show. You do yeah, good. So yeah, All right. been, well, that uh, sounds like a good a good day. Took a shower. You know. It was it was showery. Uh, I I could complain about this. I uh, so m- my wife and I use different uh, showers. Is that weird? It, is that a weird thing? It, no, not at all. I I understand. I, I get that. You the, don't want you don't want her mold growing in your shower. Oh no no no! no. Okay. It has it has nothing to do with that. So I live I've I lived in the house pre my relationship with my wife. Right, my room right. at that point was in the basement. My room now <laughs> is upstairs. Uh-huh. I used the shower in the basement for years and and have it, you know, just the way I want it. And so I still use that shower downstairs. But uh-huh. here's the problem. It's also right next to the room that we have set up as her office. So when she's, you know, lawy- lawyering and doing her thing, I mean, she can't uh, have me singing in the shower in the background. You know what I mean? So I have been having to use a different shower, which I, I don't know, throws off my mojo, I feel. Oh. So, so wait a minute. If if that's the shower that you usually use, but now you're not able to use that shower, what shower are you using? The one upstairs. Follow along. Which one is your wife using? She's using the one upstairs too. What's the difference? Uh, okay. Does one not send water out of the spout? Isn't uh, a shower well, a shower? It, one oh, is just one is a shower shower, and one is a tub shower, and then <laughs> but they both have water coming from above your head onto your body. 
Yes, but it's more it's more complex than that. It's not. It, no, it is. One has the <laughs> knob turn on and off thing, and one is more the one valve, right? Sure. And, and so the one upstairs is unbelievably temperamental when it comes <laughs> to to water temperature, right? So you, I see. You just nudge it a, a degree, you know, and all of a sudden you're you're being scalded. And also, I don't know. We've got old pipes. I don't I don't get it. But if somebody flushes the toilet in the house in the basement shower, <laughs> I'm fine. But upstairs. I mean, you get out from under that thing as quickly as possible because you could. It, it, it's one. It's it's never consistent. It's either you're freezing to death or you're being cooked alive. It's not. You don't know. So all you know is to get out of the way. But I asked my wife if this happens to her. She's like, oh, kind of. I mean, not really. So I don't know what she knows that I don't. But maybe she's uh, an adult. Well, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But we've spent a lot of time on this. I'm sorry. No, we- we just, we just blew by something that I need to circle back on. Uh, you said that you, you can't be using that shower because your wife is in the next room doing her lawyering. But uh, are we to presume that you always sing in the shower, that you are a loud shower taker? It's more that I like to listen to the radio or podcasting in the shower. I, I see. Okay. So I, I like to do that. But I don't know I, how I, you can hear that very well with the shower going. You know, it just seems like it would be hard to listen to something when the water is going because you can't hear over the water. Well, it's loud. That's that's the crux of our problem here. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I, right, I also have a, I have a nice digital speaker that you can kind of put strategically where you don't have to crank it up too, too much. I see. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad we, uh, we cleaned that up. I'm not really. But that's new. That's new, Gordon. Clean that, clean that, clean that. This is Jake singing in the show. Oh, yeah. is, this, is this Home Alone? <laughs> Naz is on a Zoom call next door. Yeah, right. You I know, wonder how many, how many what percentage of our listeners do you think shower, sing in the shower like that? Oh, I bet a lot of them. But do you, do you have uh, this problem when you sing in the shower, you know, you're singing along with the radio or something like that illustrates it really well, that little scene right there where you don't know as many of the words as you think you do. <laughs> so you hit it a couple of the words and then it's, and then you, you get to the chorus or something that you actually know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, probably. I'm not very good with lyrics. Uh, I know people like PK, for instance, he can cite you every lyric from ever any song he's ever heard. I, I'm not I'm not good with that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I, so I would be I would be uh, doing what you just described. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't sing in the shower. I don't I don't sing. No, you, you know. probably just mumble. <laughs> probably just grunts. Been, yeah. Uh-huh. Been, <laughs> what, are we gonna get onto the grunting thing again? Are we? No. Okay. How what did Greg Ostertag do in the shower, Gordon? Did he sing or? Uh, from what I could tell, he was uh, scrub a dub dubbing pretty hard. Gross. Uh, Sam Amick is going to be on the show at three today. Uh, our friend from the Athletic, Matt Williamson at four, Craig Bowlerjack at five. Frank, what do you say? You uh, you let it rip in the shower? <laughs> You know, you. What really, were you even asking? I don't even know. 
Uh, you you really do save everything, don't you? Awesome. <laughs> who, who asks another human if they let it rip in the shower? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's uh, funny. No, well, not really. You have, and you have no idea where you're going with that. Coin What's now? the weirdest thought you've ever had in the shower? <laughs> Frank, what do you say? You uh, you let it rip in the shower? <laughs> We're here to talk Utah football, Let's, but before we get to that, Frank, can we never play that again? <laughs> can, we, can we never play that again? That, that is that. That was, does not sound like a good idea to me. That was I mean, because you're kind of in an enclosed space, and I don't think you want to be doing that. The vapors and such. <sighs> Well, should we should we talk about the jazz? I'm not going well, to get overly aggressive with a man in the shower. <laughs> Whoa! I don't think I'd ever heard that one either. I think that had to do. With I've got that. a shower file, fellas. So we <laughs> we obviously talk about you know, this too. You know often. what? It's stuff like that. The, Gordon is Tobias Fumke. For those people out there who've seen or uh, Arrested Development, that is Gordon. I I don't know whether I've just been insulted or not because I've never seen. No, that it's show. it's he's funny. But, he says uh, things that he thinks is completely fine, but everybody else that hears those things right. goes, that's not okay. Except hey, it, I'm not the one who just asked somebody if they let it rip in the shower. I, I don't think I've ever asked anybody a question quite like that. I'd, I'd take a shower with Greg Ostertag. <laughs> well, what was the one before that where you're talking about being aggressive with people in the shower? That's worse. I'm not going to get overly aggressive with a man in the shower. Yeah, that's worse. That's, yeah, but I was describing my interview with Greg Ostertag in the shower. No, uh, yours was That's worse. what I was talking about there. The skeleton took a shower. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to take us off in that direction, but uh, actually you did. You're the one that brought up the shower. Yeah. Great. The last time I do that. <laughs> hey, when was the last time you took a bath? Uh, it's been a while. Frank, what do you say? You uh, you let it rip oh, in the shower? Okay. That's it. <laughs> let's let's do something That's productive. So funny. <laughs> it's time for the split story of the day. Let's talk about the basketball game. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Bogdanovich, wide open, deep three swish, and it's a two-point game. So we'll see whether the Thunder's youth kicks in again. Donovan gives it to Rudy, gets it right back, hesitates, rises, high arcing jumper. Got it, Donovan Mitchell. And the Jazz have regained the lead on a 9-0 run. Conley comes to get it. Conley drives with the left hand. Bounces to Donovan. Guarded by Dort. Ten seconds left. Drives with the left hand. Puts it off the glass and in. Donovan Mitchell puts the Jazz up by one. 110-109 with seven seconds to play. Rudy, do you take it pretty personally when they keep coming to the paint and going at you with a game on the line? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's a great strategy, but, you know, we got to... You know, we got to play defense how we, we want to play it, and uh, we want them to to attack me. You know, that's that's the whole game plan, and, uh, you know, it's on me to uh, try to make sure they don't score easily under the basket. All right, Gordon, the Jazz win in Oklahoma City, 110-109. to It certainly was an exciting finish. Um, the Jazz... Um, 
I don't. I wouldn't say they played well. Yet they come out, Gordon, and they shot fifty percent from the field, which uh, is is really good. Thirty six percent from three on thirty six attempts, which is you know okay. Uh, but uh, most importantly for them, anyway, uh, they came out with the W, uh, albeit a close one. Yeah, and for a good portion of that game, I really thought the Jazz did not play particularly well. And Quint Snyder said that afterward. You heard him. He said uh, we had stretches that were uh, really, really ugly uh, where they didn't play the way he wanted them to. But then when they did get it going, that's really what saved them. You know, if I were to tell you, Jake, uh, uh, that the Jazz would shoot 50% from the floor and that they would out-rebound their opponent, whoever they're playing, by, what was it, six or seven, uh, What you would think that they would win by more than one point, right? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying when uh, yeah. that they made fifty percent of their shots. That that stat surprised me. Right, exactly, and uh, but it was weird because uh, early in that game, I thought, "Wow, the Jazz aren't shooting the ball." Bogdanovich was not shooting the ball well, and then he heated up, and uh, and, and that's where that how that number got uh, percentage got as good as it did. But and, and Donovan Mitchell had an off night shooting. And but he's he's in a bit of a shooting slump, man. He's like four. What is he? Fourteen of uh, forty six in the last two games. But uh, but he was really good down the stretch. And I would say from that standpoint, two things. One, one is a player that you've always liked, if memory serves. I remember you bringing him to to my attention before I had really noticed him as Lou Dort. Yeah. That guy can play, and he was he was taking it to Donovan. He outplayed him in a major way, and then in the fourth quarter, Donovan uh, fixed that in a hurry, scores the Jazz's final 12 points to lead them to a victory. But it was so tight. It was just a weird game. Like in the third quarter, that's when the Jazz heated up shooting the ball, but they had eight turnovers in that third quarter. And so I think that quarter ended up being a level as far as scoring went, because the Jazz were stumbling over themselves. But uh, you got to hand it to them, just like Donovan. I think Donovan's performance was indicative, indicative of the night because he did not play particularly well, but he played well when he had to. And that's how the Jazz won the game. A couple of things for me uh, in addition to that, Gordon. Um, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert were both good. Yeah. And actually have both been good in all three games. I know it seems like the Jazz have gone up and down a little bit, uh, and that game against Portland was really, really good. But both those two players have, have are off to solid starts, and, and Rudy in, in particular, because they're, they're starting to play the Jazz uh, a little bit differently. They're not letting Rudy get to the rim as much, uh, but when he is, he's taking advantage of it. And he and Conley talked about their um, – emerging kind of connection in the post game uh, last night. And there were a couple of plays where I thought that was really evident. So that, I think that's a really positive thing that those two are getting to be on the same page. Uh, remember that play in the fourth quarter where they ran the pick and roll and Ho- Conley faked the pass and yeah. paused an additional yes. second to wait uh-huh. for Rudy to be into position to where he was going to get a layup. I mean, those little those little things I, I think are, are very, very important. I think they were last night. Rudy on the final possession where he just guarded the whole play and said, you're not going to score. I mean, I don't think there are too many players in the league uh, that are capable of doing that. So there are a couple of positives. I, I thought um, 
the the couple negatives that stood out in my mind, Gordon, they, they don't handle the pressure defense very well. We saw that against Minnesota. I thought that that uh, was a problem again a little bit uh, against uh, uh, against Oklahoma City. And on the ball defense is going to be an issue. Uh, all year long, because there were possessions, Gordon, where it was starting, uh, you know, every possession in a row. There was a little stretch there where it started with whoever Oklahoma City, whatever Thunder player had the ball, beat the guy in front of him. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, the, the very first thing that happened was whether it was Gilgis Alexander or Lou Dort or, or George Hill actually uh, did this a bunch. They just beat their guy. And then all of a sudden yeah. the Jazz are in scramble mode to, to make up for it. And I, I don't know if there's an immediate answer to that problem, but it's, it's a problem nonetheless. Yeah, stay between your man and the basket. And it didn't matter if it was Donovan or Royce or Rudy, or not Rudy, excuse me, um, uh, Joe Ingles or Mike Conley. Uh, they, they had trouble staying in front of their guy. Yes, I'll, I'll agree with that. And that's uh, been a bit of a theme that you and I have talked about last season and this thus far this season. And it's going to have to be fixed somehow. You're right, man. They were moving the ball. However they were getting the ball to the shooter, they were doing so. And oftentimes the Jazz were scrambling on defense, which typically leaves the shooter open. And uh, that that's something that's going to have to be fixed somehow. I'll go back to Lou Dort was just taking Donovan Mitchell apart over the first three quarters of that game. Uh, he was he knocked him out off his game, and he was scoring uh, nearly at will. And uh, but, but the fact that Donovan, it's like just a player who is having a crappy game and then can come through at the end when his team needs him to. Two ways of looking at it. One is, well, if you hadn't played so crappy throughout the first three quarters, you wouldn't have had to be a hero at the end. But but he somehow uh, got himself together and uh, really uh, provided the offense the Jazz needed down the stretch. But he struggled at both ends of the floor for most of that game. And when your star player is struggling, it's hard to make up for that. Just difficult. Yeah, I think they showed tremendous confidence in Donovan Mitchell uh, giving him the ball uh, on the last possession, and and he had to beat Lou Dort on that possession, and he did. Beat him well. I'll go back. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, yeah, you're right. And I'll I'll second something you said. And I wrote a column about this. I don't know if it's been posted at sltrib.com yet or not. But Mike Conley is Mike Conley again. He's, he's what we expected him to be when he first showed up in Utah. He is, he's put together enough evidence now for me to think he's, he's as good as he, he's, he's pretty much as good as he ever was. And thus far this season, 19.3 points, uh, 6.3 rebounds and five assists. That's, that's what you were hoping for out of uh, Mike Conley. And he, he showed that in the bubble. And he showed that in the in the uh, you know uh, in the latter part, a very latter part of last year. Well, he has maintained that now, and he just looks comfortable to me uh, in a way that he 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 struggled a year ago. So I'll give him credit for finding himself in Quinn Snyder's offense. And there were over that early part in the first half last night. If they hadn't had uh, Mike Conley playing the way he did. He was keeping the Jazz afloat for a while. 
Yeah, in the third quarter too. Yeah, he played Was well. He, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, he played. He played really well last night. Um, and has he's off to a good start. There's, there's no yeah. doubt. We'll see. You know how the season goes. You knock on wood, um, uh, and hope that he can be healthy. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes as NBA defenses start to come around a little bit and people get a little bit more serious about guarding the basket. Uh, but uh, I agree with you. He he's embraced his role a little bit more, or at very least is more familiar. Embraced isn't the right word because I think his enthusiasm to be a productive member of the team has always been there. But I, I think he's figured out figured it out a little bit, and his connection with Rudy is is the biggest story as far as that as as far as I'm concerned. Because you've got to f- figure out a way to use those picks and and get on the same page with Rudy to use him as a weapon as well, and uh, that's a big deal. So we'll 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 see how his game continues, but he's off to a good start. What was it Locke said last night? He said or he tweeted it out that uh, Rudy had was it 17 screen assists last night? Is that what it was? I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And uh, that's Rudy doing little things that really helps your team win. So that was a that was a tough game, man. And you predicted that, Jake. You said you thought that that might even be a Jazz loss, and it looked like it was going to be a Jazz loss for quite a while until well until the last second. Well, Oklahoma City plays hard. Uh, their players play hard. Um, there's they've got some rangy defenders, not unlike uh, Minnesota, actually. Um, and then they have some veterans there, too. Like, you know, we know what kind of mentality George Hill brings to the table. We saw that up close and personal for a year. And he he's always going to bring it when he's out there. And he's, you know, he, he came off the bench a little bit in Milwaukee, but he's still a very productive player. He's coming off the bench for Oklahoma City. But uh, one one observation, uh, Al Horford is heavier. <laughs> 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 didn't that didn't well, that jump right off the the old TV screen last night as you were watching that game? Think, well, is that Al? Is that Al Horford? I hadn't really thought of that because I, you know, I don't like fat shaming. Uh, but uh, so I, I'm, I'm sort of I'm sort of oblivious to even looking at that sort of thing anymore. First of all, you fat shamed Elvis like yesterday, and and second of all, I I said heavier, heavier, and he does look heavier. <laughs> I also thought uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander looks like he's put on a little weight. Is it Al Horford or Al Eight Four Fords? Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> Ray the buffet is like, oh my, oh. my belts—they're coming for my belt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess when you're you're Al and you've got uh, another three years of a ludicrous salary left to go, and you get traded <laughs> to a rebuilding team. Maybe you're not uh, as motivated. Extra bacon on yeah, that burger. Yeah, you're not as... Uh, Austin is fat. <laughs> that was... I said that seven years ago, and I was joking when I said it. Sort of, I guess. Yeah, I don't think you want to go down this road that you're not the fat shamer on the show, because I'm pretty sure that Austin has a whole reel of you. Hey, you thought the shower not, file was just, impressive. Uh, yeah. no, no, hold on here a second, Austin. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've tried to be funny with that sort of thing, because first of all, I was never serious. I have a lot of fat friends. It was, I, I never meant it. It was always supposed to be just kidding around, you know, like you do in the locker room. Yeah, but okay, I okay. Really, you run for president, really, or I never really meant it. Mm. It was supposed to be funny, just like you guys tease me about the things that you tease me about. You don't mean it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> dead, dead silence. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's got a huge body. I mean, that guy is a space eater, as they used to say. <laughs> oh, I wasn't talking about Austin. And by the way, what do you call offensive linemen every single time offensive linemen come up on the show? Biggins? No. <laughs> what? No, I can't not that. No. What? <laughs> Big uglies. You've only written it in column form about 30,000 times and said it on the show about 30,000. What do you mean? You've biggins? also referred to them as hogs. The hogs up front. Well, yeah, yeah but that was that, that was what the, that was what the Washington football team, that's what they called their offensive line. Doesn't make the it hogs. right. And the Washington well, football the, team was called something else at the time <laughs> that, has, that you curiously didn't say there. Hasn't always well, had a great history of naming things. Yeah, but just because I just because remember the fun bunch? No, wasn't that the Brady bunch? Washington? Fun bunch and the Smurfs. Weren't those all with the Washington football team? I've seen parents who, let's just say, they hadn't always pushed away from the buffet table. Jeez. <laughs> just because I said someone was big doesn't that's not that's what we call centers in the NBA bigs doesn't mean that anyone's saying anything no, about big, their ugly. I patted him on a big fed fanny and said get him next time <laughs> yeah you opened a can of worms here you didn't want to yeah, probably so. Especially this, at, after we had just gotten done talking about how Austin never forgets and saves everything yeah but that, this this was all from years ago you know, can a guy, you know, get no. a, turn the page and get off to a a, a better start? <laughs> not when Austin's around. <laughs> All right. Never, there's there's a lot here that I'm not guess. playing, so you, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up. Uh, as we mentioned, Sam Amick at 3, uh, Matt Williamson talking NFL at 4, Bowler at 5, Busy Day. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a total request Tuesday. Here on the big show, and uh, theme is songs you like to sing in the shower, and uh, this one's Austin's. You you like China Grove? What are you talking about, China Grove? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. this is a good song. Whoa, China Grove. Remember when Gordon and I saw the Doobie Brothers live? Yeah, it was they were a good, good show. Yeah, it's fun. Um. Who it, else was there? It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I don't remember who opened for him that time. Oh. But I do remember Not seeing... Who, what I was asking, but... Oh, I got He was you. asking who else was with us. Oh, yeah. Well, it was... Bowler uh, and PK. And it was when PK got recognized and Gordon was bitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it, it was, was that not. time. Stop it. I mean, Bowler and I are standing right here. I recognize PK? <laughs> No, it wasn't just the fact that she recognized him. It was the fact that she was a, was, 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 (laughs) I mean, she was in love with PK. 
Oh, I think she just recognized him, man. I was there. No, she just, no, she wanted, she she wanted a picture with him, and she put her arms around him, and I think she was licking his neck. Just no, I, that's not how it happened. But the the part that did happen was was you going, God, Bowler and I are standing right here. Jeez. <laughs> Bowler is such a classic rock guy. Been to a Doobie Brothers concert with Bowler, and you for that matter, and PK. And afterward, this woman comes running over to get PK's autograph, and Bowler and I are standing there looking at each other, like, and PK is just beaming. Basically, your point of this story was how could somebody possibly recognize PK oh, and not, not recognize you and Bowler? Oh, that's not true, <laughs> man. Bowler and I are standing right there in shock. I said we were looking at each other and thinking. PK's a star. That's uh, not. No. Well, why wouldn't I it's think why that? Why are you talking to this guy when the great Gordon Monson is standing right here? I'm Gordon Monson. Uh-huh. You know what? You know what really troubles me about listening to that is that that is Jake's automatic first thought. You know, like <laughs> like the, the the, and that had it. nothing that had nothing to do with anything. And your first thought is, oh, oh, you you were you were jealous or something like. And that that was not the point of the story. You no, and I'm, your accusatory I'm sure PK gets recognized all the time. What, was what funny. made this, what made was this funny. relevant in your mind it is was that funny. he got recognized no. in front of you and no, Bowler. No, no, it was it was the the enthusiasm mm. Of, mm. of said fan. And what did that have to do with Bowler? Oh, well, Bowler was standing next to me. Okay, and how is that relevant? Well, I was just telling the story. <laughs> I know. We got it. We all got it. Man, that's funny. Anyway, that was a good show. Good times. Good times had by all. Back when we used to actually go to concerts. Gordon, some news coming out of Utah today. Uh, Curious to get your thoughts on it. Devin Lloyd uh, has been named Sporting News All-America second team today. And he's got a decision uh, on his plate and whether or not to uh, stay or to go. We can uh, we can get to that here in a minute. But I, I thought this was interesting. He's the second linebacker to get All-America recognition. You know who the first was? Who? Well, give us a guess. Come on. Uh, the, the first, you mean from the University of Utah? Yeah, he's the second to get All-America honors of, of any sort. Who was the first? Hmm. I'll, I'll give question. you a hint. It's not a. It's not old timey. It's not. It's not somebody from the leather helmet days. Well, I'm really stumped. Who was it? See, I wouldn't have guessed this. I, uh-huh. I would have thought Gianni Paul, maybe, uh-huh. or or Stevenson Sylvester, or or going back. I don't, I don't know. Going back further, but um, uh, Chase Hansen in 2018. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, good for Devin Lloyd. I mean, he's good. And and he, he don't you think he's built for the NFL? Man, he just looks low, uh, the way you would want a linebacker to look. Uh, yeah. Um, the question here, you know, this, this season was a little weird. He he might think maybe there's there's more to accomplish. I'm not sure where he is academically. Um, I've heard Hans talk about how in uh, he's talked to you know and gotten word some of the family that getting a degree is kind of important to the family. So I don't know where he is exactly in all that process, and and maybe feels like he's got some unfinished business with the University of Utah. But um, I I would guess if he left, he would be a draft pick of some sort. I don't know if he'd be in the first two three rounds, but 
He's, he's probably going somewhere, wouldn't you think? Well, it, depending upon the evaluation, whatever feedback he gets, I'm telling you, if he st- does stick around, I think he is going to continue to advance his stock. Because if he does stay, he, and, and there's a normal football year, I think he would he would just be spectacular. I agree, but the the scary part is the injury part, right? And, right. And you yeah. can do some insurance and some things to kind of uh, mitigate some of that risk, but it's still a a risk nonetheless. It would it would be a really tough decision, I would think. Yeah, it's one a lot of people face, but it seems like the trend is to go ahead and go if you can make a lot of money. And I don't blame anybody for doing that. I mean, you're playing football. Chances are that's where most of your energy is in college. You're still a college student, but if you can turn pro, you can put all your energy into it and uh, and make a lot of money doing it if you're highly thought of. Well, see, that's so. the problem, though, because you can make a lot more money as a second-round pick than you can as a sixth-round pick. <laughs> and more yeah. more importantly than just the initial paycheck, you have more job security as a second-round pick because they don't want to cut you. If you're a sixth-round pick, they don't really care. But if they invest a second-round pick in you, you're going to be around for two, three, four years because they, they are invested in you. And uh, you're more likely to make more money because you'll be around for more years. You know, this conversation is is why I was so blown away. But who was it who told us? Was it Christian Cox? Who told us that uh, half the pro bowlers were? were yeah, it was Christian. Free. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. I've never I didn't check on that. I believe Christian. But that, doesn't that just blow your mind? Yep. Uh, for the very reason we're talking about is you get preferred status if you're a higher draft pick. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Jake, if I'm playing college football and I'm eligible for the draft, but I think I'm going to go in the sixth round, and if I stick around for another year, I strongly believe that I'll be a second-round pick, I'm going to stick around. Man, I know you miss out on that first year of paychecks, but it sure seems to me like that would be worth it to to stay and then go higher. The hard part is is that sometimes that's not always how it works out. And and I apologize to Matt for using him as an example because we, we all liked Matt Reynolds. But you remember Matt Reynolds' junior year, they were talking, he's oh, he'll go for sure. I don't know where he'll go, but he's a guy. And then he comes back to BYU for another year, and the whole the narrative around it was, well, he's going to play his way into the first round, you know. And then he he doesn't have the season he was hoping for, and he didn't Did get he drafted. Get hurt? Did he get hurt? I don't think so. I just oh. don't think I don't think the team was as good, and I just don't think he had a very good year. And and then all of a sudden he doesn't get drafted, so well, you it, it can go backward like, on you for sure. You, you said I think of Matt, and when you said that, I thought of Matt Barkley. Oh well, he's another example, yeah, for sure. USC's had a couple. Matt Leinert, <laughs> lots yeah. of Matts. I was uh, thinking locally though with uh, with Matt Reynolds. What year is Brady Christensen? I think he's eligible for the draft. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure he, he is. He's like a first team All American this year. Yeah, uh, he's he's got it. His stock has to be high. He, he was, was a junior. junior. Thank you, Austin. Yeah, that's what so I he, thought. So he could come back, but I, will he? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. Well, he right. uh, uh, he. I was looking at Pro Football Focus, which. I don't know. There's a lot of skeptics out there about Pro Football Focus, but it is something. Uh, had him as the top-rated offensive tackle this past year. Wow. Well, and that's to Gordon's point. He was an All-American this yeah. year. Yeah. First team. Yep. I, I so, would guess we won't see him again. That would be my advice to him. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, there are quite a few uh, uh, nice candidates for the NFL playing locally. And it's always a decision they have to make, especially in a year like this where everybody's eligible again next year. Do you think Matt Bushman gets drafted, guys? That's a great question. Or does he go undrafted? I think he'll have a spot, at least on a practice squad, but I do you think he'll get drafted? I don't know. You'd have to... It's been too long since he played, right? Well, and he's does a fairly devastating injury. Um, I, I don't know. That'd be tough. I and he's quote-unquote older because he went right. on a mission. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to tempt fate again and tried to make it happen. But then again, maybe he's the type of guy who feels like he needs to have another year to prove it. Man, I when I I just think about the numbers he would have rolled up this year. Oh yeah, it would have been spectacular. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that's the other thing he's not going to have Zach Wilson throwing to him next year, so maybe yeah. that impacts his decision. And you think about, uh, yeah, I mean, Isaac Rex was nice. I mean, he he he's going to have a nice college career, but but uh, Bushman I think would have gone haywire in that uh, in that offense. Okay, fair enough, but let's not downplay I- Isaac Rex. He was awesome. What yep. do you have? 13 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, something like that? Maybe I'm I'm I've got my figures wrong, but I think he's a freshman, isn't he? He was really I think he's a walk-on freshman. He was really really good. So yeah, I don't know. Matt Bushman, maybe he's a different level, but let's let's not undersell Isaac Rex. He was terrific. Who else fits into that group uh, that you think would be uh, considered uh, highly by the NFL right now in, in uh, among the local folks. Well, we asked Hans about this the other day, uh, if you remember, and and he had more names than kind of really really come to mind for me. You know, the obvious ones with uh, with Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen. I think Devin Lloyd certainly uh, there's uh, needs to be some discussion there. But you know, I'm not sure who else jumps out as as somebody who's got to go. What, what do you think, uh, MP James MP possibly for BYU? He Could might be. consider it. Yeah. What about what about Jake Oldroyd? Well, he he made first team All American, right? Hey, Did third he? team. Third oh, team. Third team. I, I think it was third. Is team. he a senior? I thought he's he was a, so- a senior. He's a sophomore. A sophomore? But but wait a minute. He went on a mission, didn't he? Yeah, he played, then mission. went on a mission. Now he's back. So so what's Then the he NFL- had an injury, I thought. What's the NFL rule on that? Because isn't it three years out after of, you graduate high from high school? Yeah. He could. So even though he's he was a sophomore this year, he's probably eligible. But he's also a, a kicker. So... <laughs> <laughs> he should probably continue to kick at BYU while he can. He didn't miss a single field goal this year, did he? There's, there's. Only, how are you going to top that? Because there's only how many teams in the end of there's only like thirty jobs out there, and they and the I don't know if you've noticed this, but kickers kick until they're a hundred and five. <laughs> Andy Phillips was a a, a first team All American, right? And it didn't it didn't work it out. It didn't work out. Uh, there have been King so Louis Sakota was oh, an All American too, and it didn't it, work out. Wasn't that shocking to you? I mean, that guy was so can't miss. Matt Gay just got another shot with yeah. the, the Rams, yeah. mm-hmm. and the, so apparently he now has earned the starting job. But but it's hard. He was cut twice, I believe, right. before that. Because there's only so many kicking jobs, and really, you miss you miss one kick, and you could be finding a new job the next day. <laughs> but Jake Oldroyd will make more on a practice squad as a kicker in the NFL than he makes at BYU for free. Stay and kick it at BYU. <laughs> Can't believe we're actually having this conversation. <laughs> Is the kicker going to come out early? Our idiot kicker <laughs> runs his mouth. No, no, the kicker's not coming out early. He'll be back on campus next year.
riding his yeah, unicycle. Coming out early, try and play his way onto a practice squad. What are we talking about here? Well, Gordon, you're the expert kicker here yeah, on the I, show. I so am. Uh-huh. You have a yeah. soft spot for him. Well, he's good. <laughs> Wait, why, why would they good. even have a practice squad kicker? Why, why, did we, a joke. why did we bring that? That just because hit me. Like, guy, no, guy, there's not a practice squad. Right over the cuckoo's <laughs> nest. Wait, if, a guy, if a guy gets hurt, what are you going to do? Run a linebacker out there and have Sign him someone from something? an insurance company yeah. that kicked in high school. <laughs> Sign someone else. Uh, there's plenty of them floating around. You have the you know the backup quarterback kick for a game, and then you sign somebody else. You don't have a well, practice squad. The punter squad. has probably kicked. You only get like 12 practice Practice squad players. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, we're bringing in a kicker for the practice squad. You guys didn't even <laughs> didn't even hesitate when I said that. I didn't. I admit it went right over my head. Sorry. It took about a minute. To it be was like, a little nuanced. A minute to be like, wait a minute. Why on earth would they sign a kicker to the practice? They're not all Owen Potchmans, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine some some poor practice squad linebacker, uh, coach coming to him and saying, "Hey, you know what? Pack your stuff." You've had a good run with us, but we're bringing a kicker on to the practice squad. We found squad. this great gotta... soccer player. We've got to get the field goal defense unit up to snuff, but we don't want to use the starting <laughs> Okay, so i got a couple other names I want to run by. <laughs> Sorry. How about Nick Ford? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's one that, that should consider it. I mean, get a draft grade uh, back, but been in that program for a while and what about what about okay this this is something if i'd said this before the year you would if you mentioned the punter where the segment's over no how about dax milne oh yeah that's that's interesting because he got a he got a bunch of accolades this year he led the what he led the country in receiving there for a minute um yeah is that is that just is that just one of those dudes who has no shot or do you think it's somebody who – he was impressive this past season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And it goes back to my theory on BYU. You go back and check the best teams BYU has had with the best records, and they always have what at, at the college level it would be considered great receivers. Is Dax Milne eligible? He's, he was a junior this yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. Oh, this says he's a 2022 prospect, so I don't know what – this website's doing well. Uh, I would guess Dax Milne would be back. Well, well, we shall see. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of fun to look at these athletes that are in the in the programs and and wonder. Uh, and, and you know, it's names like uh, local guys who who have nice NFL careers who you thought were good when they were in college, but you didn't know that they would stand out the way. That, how about Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs? Yeah, he's had a very nice career, no doubt. He un- Look Fred Warner, free agent. Yeah, Fred Warner, and even Bobby Wagner. I mean, he was a second round pick. I mean, it's not like people thought that. And those are two; those may be the two best linebackers in the NFL. Okay, uh, we've got more coming up next. Uh, we've got Sam Amick at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Not to be missed. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 Design. Down at an English fair, one evening I was there. When I heard a showman shouting underneath the flare, I got a lovely bunch of coconut. Okay, I've heard this song. This one goes out to Braden. <laughs> Who sings this in the shower? Braden. 
who requested it on don't a Total judge. Request Tuesday. Yeah, don't judge. What's this thing called? There you go. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. I'm impressed you found this. That's good. YouTube, baby. Who's singing this? Merv Griffin. <laughs> Merv Griffin? According to YouTube. All right. Hey, anything goes on a Total Request Tuesday. As long as the FCC doesn't mind, we'll we'll play it. Uh, you can tweet at Austin Horton. What do you like to sing in the shower? Uh, that's what we'll play uh, today. Real quick NBA note, we have Sam Amick coming up uh, at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. John Morant going to be out for three to five weeks with a sprained ankle. Oh, Gordon, I don't sucks. know if you, uh, you saw that injury last night. Uh, he was taken off on a wheelchair, which, I mean, when I... I saw the wheelchair as I'm watching the game, and I, I think, oh, my gosh, I hope he lives through the night. And then I saw the, the injury report that said sprained ankle, and I thought, okay. Have right, you ever well. had a major sprain? No, I get it, and I, I shouldn't make jokes like that. I, it, I it, it, that injury can be extremely – I know people who it took them a year to recover from that. Not that they couldn't play, but they were feeling some – some effects. And it is when we come back time. on the other side, we're going to talk with Jeff Griffin, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> wheelchair basketball player to ever walk the earth. And I can say that because I've met the man. Good for Until you. John Morant comes around. Good for you for playing that, Austin. Um, so anyway, three to five weeks there. And it is a grade two, which is more more significant. So, But I, I, did, I, I did see the ankle sprain, and I thought, well, that might have been a bit much. Roll. <laughs> I don't think it was a Paul Pierce thing. Did though. he roll his ankle? Huh? He, oh, oh. Um, but John Morant, great player. I mean, that's a setback for the Grizzlies. I don't know how far the, the Grizzlies were going anyway, but it's a bit of a setback. If they're saying three to five weeks, that tells you the severity right there. Gordon, did you see the video of it? I did not. Don't. Go look it up. Really bad. It's rated R. See, anybody who has ever done that to their ankle uh, will cringe. When they see it, Jacob, you played a lot of hoop. Did you ever do that? I had sprained an ankle. I don't know if it I've ever done that. Comes a one up. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. I, I just, uh, I, I had a real bad one once, and it, it did. It took a long, long time for that thing to be the way it was prior to. That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> but it's got to be bad because I've probably had four, and uh, one of them was so much worse than any of the other three. Uh, yeah, that's a weird flex. <laughs> that was a weird flex right there. You know, I walked out of the building last night, Gordon, and uh, a plumber that it was contracted here at the arena told me that I am too mean to you. That's right, man. I get that all the time from people. And that just kind of made me want to be meaner. So. Yeah, probably did. <laughs> but see, most of my friends know that I, I, uh, I would not tolerate that in any other setting. But uh, I do here because it's for the fun of the show. Wait, tolerate what? The honk? No, you guys being so... You We're know, not we... mean. We are not mean. Come oh, on. And by the way, you give as good as you get. I don't think so. I think uh, maybe I get off one shot for every 10 of yours. Oh, no. You're selling yourself <laughs> way short there, buddy. I go home almost in tears on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam Amick well, will join the show coming up next. Unless he's heard this out. If we can patch it together. Let's see you pick on Sam. Huh? <laughs> I would never. Sam, we could He's play. not one-upping John Morant's injury. Yeah, that's true. He's not comparing himself to John Morant. Uh, well, neither did I. 
I just I've, said I've that had the, four. Like it's a war story. Yeah. Anybody, no, anybody who's anybody, been through the travails. Anybody who played a lot of basketball growing <laughs> up has had a bunch of uh, has had a bunch of sprained ankles, and they, and they vary in severity in a major major way. They do. They, the worst the worst one for me came on my birthday. I was playing in a city league game, and I'm telling you that ruined. That ruined my celebration. Uh, my post-game celebration was destroyed because of that. But see, you I launch into you. another story, and you wonder why we tease you, though. Well, that's what we do here on talk radio <laughs> so we tell fun. stories. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> no, we provide insights into the world of sport. I thought that's what we did. Well, I mean, yeah, we do that, too. That and showers and kickers. <laughs> I might sprain my ankle. I didn't bring up the shower. You brought up the shower. Sam's Dag, stay tuned. (laughs) 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.